I had a horrible day camp experience when I was a kid. I just, my, some, my skin crawls when I think of leaving my children at a day camp. Has anyone ever had a good day camp experience? I know. I no. remember Adrian, who was 13 in second grade, just punched me in the face at day camp. And it was, oh, Adrian, that bastard. <laughs> What's up, boss? This is Abraham's Wallet. We span the gap between the austerity of obedience to God and the prosperity rising from faithfulness. Run your home and your dough like a biblical boss. Well, Stephen, do you know what season it is? Um, turtleneck season? Uh, elk season. Okay. No, I, I mean, I think it is elk season. But uh, At the nearby coffee shop right near my office here, it's harvest latte season. And that's a, that's a delicious invention. I'm not a real pumpkin spice guy, but this harvest thing, it's, it's good. Huh. You know, just to kind of throw it back to uh, one of our more popular episodes, we're in a situation where we need to spend all of our Starbucks stars on maybe on some pumpkin spice products yeah. before January 29th, because I don't yeah. want to pay the fee. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll be having a lot of pumpkin spice in our life, like it or not. So it's, it's, it's um, January 29th. Is, you have to be out by then. Yeah, that's when my fee recurs. I would like to be out by, say, January 10th, just to make sure, because I don't want to have to fight that battle. Well, I thought through this. So it's, it's a $50 a year charge, right? That's right. We're still making money just to stay on permanently. No. Don't you still don't you still get a monthly barista pick for free? Yeah, but that's one drink, one grande drink. Uh, would I go to Starbucks otherwise? No, that much probably not. No, okay, all right, all right. At best, it's a break even if you get that's the, true. the most expensive drink they've got. Okay, that's fair. Kissing. Yeah, no. And I want to close it because I actually, man, we're getting sidetracked here, but I actually ran one of my free credit reports uh, yesterday. Okay. It was just, we're we're kind of considering some big purchases and thinking about credit and all that. And so I wanted to know, and that Starbucks card is kind of weighing on my, (laughs) my credit so that I can't open another card to get some, some real benefits, like really? a hundred thousand free miles. If I do one of these fancy travel cards, Wow! So yeah. I need to close that one before I can open a new one. Makes sense. Close, close that mother out. Go, go treat everybody to those lovely protein, protein plates they have that have delightful, they got a boiled egg in them and charcuterie and it's lovely. There's a bunch of good things you can get at Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll do a whole episode someday on credit reports and why they're actually quite useful. But today, it's not credit report season. It's open enrollment season. Oh, open enrollment season. That's so exciting. That's it really is. one of the things I look forward to the most in my year is Our getting listeners. that. They're just, open. Oh, so they've got expensive. their little decorative baggies of 
benefits and they're opening the tissue paper and wondering what's inside of this. Oh boy, so fun. And then they open it and they go, oh, it's pet insurance. They've added pet insurance to our plan this year. Um, seriously though, I wanted to talk about uh, the, the benefits that are available to most of our listeners through an employer. We'll talk a little bit today about what happens if you don't have an employer, if you're self-employed. I think that's a whole other episode. And if, if you guys want it, we'll give it to you, but you're going to have to have to ask for it. Um, but today, a lot of our listeners have jobs and we think that's a noble thing to have, especially when you're starting out and trying to build some assets. And with those jobs often come benefits. Uh, and I see a lot of people sort of, they take advantage of their health benefits and maybe their retirement account and that's it. And even no. with that's, that's it. Uh, how could people, how could people be so foolhardy? Well, Ephesians 5.15 says, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. And I ask you uh, a couple questions. Would somebody who lives like those who are wise choose the wrong healthcare plan? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I doubt that's what Paul had in mind when he wrote that, but that I suppose it could apply. Okay. I don't think Paul was thinking about pet insurance but I do think if you told him that someday there's going to be professing believers who are buying insurance for their cat, uh, he might have some, there might've been a whole nother letter in the canon because yeah, that's true. that doesn't seem like the move of, of one who is wise to me. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. So I'm in, I'm, I'm up for talking about freaking benefits elections. Let's do it. Okay. The big one that most people, really it's the big dollar item in the in the packet is usually health insurance and this was pretty straightforward 10 years ago before the health savings account high deductible plan was really popular but now it's a lot cheaper for employers to offer I'd like to I like to confess something Mark while while you were saying that sort of introductory paragraph um, I, I, I accidentally already tuned you out. I, I didn't hear what you said there because uh, we're going to get into something that is so boring to me. I can't even, I, I'm, I'm going to try. So I'm going to really try to stay with you. So I want you to start over, just start over and I'll try. Are we going to, are we going to edit that disrespect out or are you going to leave it in? <laughs> I think, it, I think it's going to relate to the common man. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll try again health insurance is the most important thing that you are going to choose out of your benefits package. So getting it right is a chance to either save a lot of money or at the end of the year go, wow, we spent $10,000 extra and we didn't have to, if only we had chosen the right health plan. Um, so I kind of want to talk through what the common options are here. All right. All right. It's something that, uh, I never, ever, 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 ever use except that I went and got myself one of those wives that just breaks down every few miles on the side of the road. She, her feet go wonky. Her back is bad. She, she hit herself in the head. 
last week, um, a, a cabinet door fell off from above the refrigerator and bonked her in the head. That was my fault. Um, I've been working on the refrigerator and did not reattach the cabinet doors. It hit her right in the head. She fell to the floor. She had a, like a, a, a goose egg, you know, uh, 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 kind Holy of cow. bruise thing. Anyhow, yeah, she's, we need health insurance because of who I've chosen to marry. So go, yeah. so I'm interested. You, you need health insurance either way. Let's be honest. I, know I, haven't, that, I haven't for about 25 years, but I, I, I will. We'll just get, we're not going to revisit everything in the world of insurance today, but I will say that insurance is not meant to be the, uh, the thing that you have and enjoy using all the time. It's there to ensure. That's true. If you need it, you don't go busto. I do experience the benefits of being assured, even though I don't use it. That's true. Right. So there's two big kinds of health plans out there. The traditional healthcare plan where you pay some premium every month. Usually if you work for a big company, they pay some of it and you pay some of it. And then you have a deductible. You have to pay everything up to that deductible. And once you hit that deductible, then you usually split the rest of the costs with the insurance company. It's common that they'll pay 80% of whatever is billed after you've paid your deductible until you reach an out-of-pocket maximum. That's the most you can possibly spend for the year. And after that amount, they pay for everything. Got it? That makes sense to me. Okay, good. Now, those are two things that we're going to talk about here real quick is the deductible and the out-of-pocket maximum. Now, there's a new kind of plan that's really a lot more affordable for employers. So they've become very popular. And we've talked and written about these in the past. They're high deductible health plans. And you hear that and you say, high deductible? That sounds terrible. But when you get one of these high deductible plans, you're allowed to create a health savings account, which you can put money into without paying taxes on it. And you can use that money to pay for health care. Uh, but you only get to have a health savings account or an HSA if you have the one of these. HSA. Yeah, you have to have one of these high deductible health plans to, to have an HSA. So which one is better? That depends. Uh, first question is, is your employer offering a crazy good traditional plan? Sometimes this is an important thing to employers. They think it helps them attract good employees. So they say, We'll get you one of these traditional plans where your deductible is like $700 a year and your total max out of pocket is 2000 a year for a whole family. And we'll pay for all but 20 bucks every paycheck of it. Wow. That was my reality in my, my last job. We did not have an HSA plan because that was an awesome deal. It basically guaranteed we're never going to spend more than two grand a year on healthcare. And we have a family of five. That's a sweet deal. So high deductible plan, even though they offered it, would have been not such a good move. It would have been the foolish route. Oh, the foolish choice from the Bible. Most employers aren't so kind with their health plans and they charge you like $350 or $400 or $500 every two weeks for one of these traditional plans. And then the, the deductible's $2,500 2500 or $3,000 and the out-of-pocket max is six or $7,000. And 
it's not that great. And in those cases, I often say it's worth a look at one of these high deductible plans with an HSA. Huh. Um, go back if you're interested in really getting into the nitty gritty of HSAs and listen to our HSA hacking episode where we talked about sort of the ways you can use an HSA as a secret yeah. place to stash money tax-free for the long haul. Um, I'm not I like go- that one because that helps me feel like a spy, which is fun. Yeah. Well, it's the only account in the world that you can put money into without paying taxes on and take money out of without paying taxes. On. <laughs> Love it. So long as you have some healthcare bills that need reimbursing. Right. Um, and those bills can have happened 30 years ago. So that's what we're doing is we've got the HSA set up now. We save all our receipts. And when we're 65, we're just going to start reimbursing ourselves for expenses we incurred when we were 37. So kind of a fun little little racket we're running there as long as they don't change the laws on us. That That is the nerdiest con I've heard of this week and it's fantastic. Yeah, well, why would you not want to do one of these? Well, let's say next year, you know, we've got a big surgery coming up. Let's say next year, you know, we're all going to get COVID and be hospitalized. Transitioning? Um, you, got, you told me you had a transition plan for next year. No. Having a baby, uh, especially if you're somebody who's had uh, kids where you needed to get a C-section. Those are expensive. Um, things like that. The, if you know there's big expenses, often you will save money by going with the traditional health plan. Uh, so just put some thought into how you pick. This is the type of thing that, that we, I'm probably going to reference our work as financial planners a lot in this episode because I see all the different types of, of benefits packages. And um, this is the type of thing that in some cases is a huge deal for families, especially if they're self-employed, things like that, as we really help people work through how to get healthcare. And if your employer doesn't spend a lot on your health care or if you're self-employed, this can be a huge chunk of your budget every year. So um, if that's you and you need more detailed advice than what we're going to be able to give you on the podcast, give us a buzz. But for the most part, um, I'm just encouraging you to sit down, look at what you spent on health care last year, ask yourself, do we have any big expenses? And if the answer is no, you might do better with one of these high deductible plans which are usually very cheap on a monthly basis and you just end up on the hook for more of the upfront costs. And if the answer is yes, we look like we're gonna have a big health insurance year, then maybe switch plans for a year. You can always go back and back and forth. So that's allowed. Okay, the next one is retirement accounts. A lot of times- What about dental? Hey, we're getting there. Hold hold your your horses. You're going in order of importance. Yeah, I am. Medical and then retirement. Gotcha. The the rule with your retirement accounts is to stuff them like a pig. You want to fill those suckers up with as much money as you can. Um, We've talked about it a lot, but if you have a 401k or a 403b, uh, these kind of more traditional retirement plans, there's usually an employer match, not always. If there's a match, you're crazy not to get 100% of that match. So if your employer matches everything you put in for the first 3%, make sure you're putting in 3%. Do anything you have to 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 make that happen. Um, 
beyond that, we like to try and put more than whatever your employer is matching there. Now there's some options. We've talked about it in the past. You could go set up a Roth IRA. So a Roth IRA is money that you get to put in after you've already paid taxes on it and it grows tax-free. And then when you're old and you take it out, uh, you don't have to pay taxes on that money. That can be a really good deal if you're early on in your career and your tax rate is not super high right now. Um, but as a rule, all I want to say about retirement accounts is if you are putting two, three, four percent in there and thinking you have a plan that's going to lead to happy retirement, you're not putting enough in. So this is a different podcast as well, but I would say take this opportunity of open enrollment to just really say how much could we put away for the long term towards retirement. Um, so let's, get specific on that question. Let's say your employer gives 4% um, of, your, of your salary towards a 401k or 403b program and they'll match, they'll match to that point. And, and I have figured, I think I need to be putting uh, 9% away uh, at this, at my age. And so uh, with that delta between their matching amount, wouldn't you want to go, wouldn't you want to put that other uh, remaining um, five, 6%, wouldn't you want to go put that in an IRA instead of adding it to the 401k that's, that's housed at your work? Yeah, that's a good question. So the reasons to do A or B would depend on how much you're earning because that's going to determine your tax rate. Uh, for IRAs, there's tax deductible IRAs that are kind of like 401ks and then there's the Roth. So depending on whether you want to not pay taxes on the money you put in and pay taxes on it when it comes out of the account or the opposite, pay taxes on it now and then never pay taxes on it again. That would determine whether you should do a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, but you can also put a whole lot less into an IRA than you can into a 401k or a 403b. So you're limited until you turn 50 to only 6,000 bucks a year in your IRA. Whether you go Roth or traditional, doesn't matter. You can put $19,500 into a 401k. So for a lot of people, when they start doing the math on this, they go, I'm going to max out that Roth IRA and I'm going to put another ten dollars or $12,000 into the 401k. And that might sound crazy to people who are listening if they're, you know, at that 2% rate right now. But, and they need a new car. Right. But I, uh, I think this is some of the value of actually projecting out. Okay, well, let's just play the game if I keep contributing at this rate what do I have saved up by the time I'm potentially need to start drawing from my savings to pay my bills and you might find that it's a lot bigger number every month than than what you think or what you're putting in right now and how does Joe average go go open up a, a an IRA oh man there's there's a lot of places that that you could do that at. Uh, one way to do it is to work with a financial planner. 
and they would not only open it for you, they would be able to manage it for you. Uh, if you're a DIY person, you could go somewhere like Vanguard or Fidelity or TD Ameritrade, which is now Schwab. Uh, and you can do a self-directed, a lot of, pretty much all of these big brokerages are going to have ways for you to create an account. Um, and depending on which one, they'll have lots of options for you. All right. So okay. that's, uh, that's, that's retirement accounts. Yeah. And we've talked about those a lot. So that's just a friendly nudge that this is a good time to adjust your, your withholdings and make it more. Um, next one, flex spending accounts. Have you heard of these, Stephen? I have, I've heard of flex spending. There's two main types. One is for healthcare expenses. And one, one for dependent care. Boom. You don't even need me on this podcast. Oh, nailed it. Nailed it. You know what? Just, to, I think it's fun to kind of like test you out and see what you know. So you just keep talking and I'll tell you if you get something wrong. Okay. Uh, both of these accounts are use it or lose it. So at the beginning of the year, that's now open enrollment time. You say, here's how much I want to save into these accounts. Uh, there's limits on how much you can put in but if you don't use all of that it, by the end of next year generally they they sometimes let you roll over a little bit like 250 or 500 dollars but for the most part it goes away so if you said i want five thousand dollars in my dependent Ooh. care account and you don't use it it becomes property of the plan administrator or your company depending on how it's set up i can give an anecdote to this point do it. We we do FSAs of both of both kinds, both stripes. And so we put money into dependent care. FSA dependent care. Well, in order to use dependent care, our children, you have to have work to do so that your children need to be cared for by someone else that costs money. That's right. We haven't had that this year. So We've sat around, as, as most uh, of our listeners had, have around a can of uh, Campbell's tomato soup staring at, e at each other and trying to make games out of a pile of sticks and think, what can we, it's, we've reverted. We've reverted back to caveman days because of uh, no work. So, um, so we've got money that is sitting in, uh, FSA dependent care account and it has not been used properly or, or sufficiently and we're like you say like a like a like a timeout going into the halftime if you don't use it you shall lose it so guess what we guess what we're doing we're gonna hire somebody to take care of the youngsters while we go on our year end summit. And they're usually farmed out with friends or family or something. So we're trying to think up date nights. What can we do to go wander around in the park for a few hours together or whatever, because we, we need to use that money. Nice. Yeah, end, of, end of fascinating uh, personal anecdote. <laughs> well, that is a tricky thing. You know, you actually have to have 
both spouses uh, employed if you're going to use that and you're a two-parent home. So if you have a stay-at-home spouse, you can't set up a dependent care and use it. Um, you have to, like you said, not only have work to do, but you also have to document that you're both working. Um, but there are some fun options for people like you. You could find a day camp, not an overnight camp. You could use it on a day camp, uh, preschool, nursery school. There's a few things like that. You guys are past that age, but I had a horrible day camp experience when I was a kid. I just, my, some, my skin crawls when I think of leaving my children at a day camp. Has anyone ever had a good day camp experience? I know. I no. remember Adrian who was, 13 in second grade just punched me in the face at day camp and it was oh adrian that bastard (laughs) she was a bruiser for for sure (laughs) moving along so a couple quick notes on the flex spending accounts there is a, a fun little hack to these and it's not it's not immoral to do this so you might okay. say is that immoral it's not it's um, within the law it's within the law right if you knew that you were going to leave a job say it's not um, going to be as fun as your hsa hack whatever this is but go ahead go ahead. i actually think it's more fun but stay with me all right if you knew you were going to leave a job say on january 31st of next year this doesn't work for the dependent care account you get that added to your account throughout the year and it's as it's taken out of your paycheck but for the health fsa if you have one of those you can say, I want to save $2,500 into my health FSA next year. That $2,500 is available to you on January 1st. You can spend all of it on the first day of the year. Uh, It has to be on things that you, you can't use it to pay medical bills that happened in the previous year. But there's all sorts of things you can buy with these. So fsastore.com, I think is what it's called, is the place where you can go and everything they sell is allowed for an FSA. And you Eyeglasses. You can buy glasses. Bandages. You can buy sunscreen. You can buy awesome first aid kits so that you just feel like MacGyver when one of the kids at basketball practice gets hurt. Um, A foam roller. Yeah, that one's tricky. So I had I have the uh, so right, like so as stretching oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, all you all you nerds. Yep, I got that through my HS my FSA. Other people have told me it's it's not eligible. So, uh-huh. um, how about could I pay forward before I leave my high paying job? Can I can I can I put a down payment on the PEC implants that I was hoping for? Plastic surgery is not eligible for HSAs or FSAs. So Dang it! That's a no. Uh, okay. I would have thought you would have gone for calves, but <laughs> um, so that's just a fun little hack because I was leaving a job one year at the very beginning of the year, and I said, "Babe." You're getting fancy new glasses. We're going to have really wonderful skincare products and we're never going to buy Band-Aids again until the, the next decade. So <laughs> mine now, is well. And it was all free. The, that's the nerdiest shopping spree I've ever heard of. Yeah, it's not the most fun, but... <laughs> we are, honey, we are 
stepping out. We're splashing out into some fancy bandages, babe. I kind of went the other way. I went, I went and got all the really cool tactical, like quick clot gunshot wound kit. And I've got all this stuff in my car just in case, you know, good. in case Trump wins. Uh, good, good. <laughs> um, so moving on, let's go. Let's talk about dental and vision insurance. All right, let's talk about it. Do you have dental and vision insurance? I have both dental and vision. Thank you for asking, Mark. I have dental and I think we have vision insurance, but let me tell you something. Dental and vision insurance is not usually a great deal for most people. Um, I was just going to ask about that because I, I always wonder based on what, what we put into it and what I get out of it. So it's usually not a bad deal, but it's definitely not what I would be asking for if I was working at a small company and they said, what kind of benefits do you want? That would be not on my list. And here's why. I am going to anonymize some data, but I've been spending a lot of time looking at people's benefits packages, and this is pretty typical. There's a plan that I was looking at where it was $15 premium for dental insurance every two weeks. So they get $15 out of their paychecks every two weeks for dental. So that's $390 a year. And they have a $500 deductible, meaning they cover the first 500 bucks of dental. Um, so now if you take what they're paying in premiums and add it to what their deductible is, that means that's $890. If they don't spend $890 in dental care, they lost money by having dental insurance that year. Right. And that's not a big deal because it's kind of with healthcare, we're like, well, we, we're okay losing money because if I got cancer, I'd need $2 million of treatments. Right. But dental policies usually have a max, uh, max amount that they will spend on you ever for a year. And in this case, that was 1250 bucks. So the risk you're taking there, worst case, if you didn't have the dental insurance, is $1,750, which that's a lot of money. Um, but if you, if you have the dental care uh, and you use less than, than $890 per year in this case, you, you lose money. My hunch is most people don't spend $890 of cash value on dental care every year. And then once in a while, they need a root canal and they would hit the, the $890 and kind of be glad they had the insurance that year. My wife does. Her teeth are terrible. <laughs> Man, your wife is like the, the consumer of, of all healthcare. Hey, listen, I was uh, so bored listening to you talk about dental insurance that I went and looked at fsastore.com. So I'd like to tell people some uh, options that they could get from uh, their FSA plan. How about COVID-19 tests? People what? Love people love those. How about fem, feminine care? Huh? That's, you can get that at FSA store. How about over-the-counter meds? I bet you guys stocked up on over-the-counter meds. You can't get over-the-counter meds unless you have a prescription for them. Just okay. so you know. I appreciate that. Technicality. Um, you know what else you can get? Um, you can get uh, high-tech health bundles. So you can get all the sensors and all of the the watch that oximeter, that 
you can get a condom variety bundle at FSA store. Our listeners don't want that. You can get Lilu massage bra. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I don't know why that's a thing, but you can. Anyways, fsastore.com. I mean, the at-home COVID test. Yeah, that's right. It, it gets two stars. It's not... There's a picture of a guy loogieing into a tube, and I think he has to send it back. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's too bad. Yeah, that's not what I was hoping. I was hoping it was more like you just pee on a stick or something, and it tells you. Okay, so dental and vision. Vision's the same way. Just do the math on your plan. Some of them are great, and you, you should go for it. But a lot of times, when you actually run the numbers, you're like, I might save... a year on years that I use a lot and lose $400 a year on years that I don't. So I'm just going to pay cash. You know, I don't know how many dentists listen to this podcast. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I've been told by a dentist, you know, Mark, we're willing to negotiate. And um, how much do you think a, a cleaning costs if you just walk in? I have no idea. I would pay... So Utah is the most saturated per capita market in the country for dentists. Why do you know that? Well, because I live here and there's dentists everywhere. And okay. I, know, I know a lot of dentists who have told me um, it's a hard place to, to scratch out a living because we have a lot of, of options. And I always see signs on the road that are like, start a new client visit here and we'll do free tooth whitening for life or $30 for a cash cleaning, uh, things like that, which that's a lot of grizzled out of work dentists on the sidewalk selling pencils. Yeah, I don't know, but it's, it's, uh, so I don't know. I bet you could get your teeth cleaned for a hundred bucks in most cities. Same deal with vision. If you have really bad eyes, Maybe it's worth it if you want to change glasses every year and that's always an upgrade that's coming. But for a lot of people, it's, it's not. My, my vision uh, benefit cost me $0 uh, to get it. So Let how, me just back up. Anything on there that says it costs you $0, go for it. <laughs> Why not? Right. So I'm, yes, I, yeah, I'm, I'm totally in. I don't wear glasses and have never needed eye care of any kind. But hey, I'm in. I'm in for vision. Could you Did get those to... cool contacts that just change the color of your eyes to like violet or something? <laughs> no, but once upon a time, Nike um, toyed with having uh, polarized uh, contact lenses so that you could play a high uh, contrast sport like tennis in the, in the sunshine and, and see the ball clearer. They, were, they, were, they had orange ones and yellow ones, and I got some of those. I, I'm, I, I'm, I don't know if I have them anymore, but it, for a guy who's never had glasses, putting a contact in was one of the freakiest things I've ever done. And... I looked like uh, I looked like I was out of a horror movie with a, with an orange contact in, but it was it was very cool to play sports wearing them. I'll say that, and they've gone away. Imagine this: they didn't work, and Nike no longer makes these. 
That's crazy. Is that the photo of you with the bleach blonde hair and the orange yes. eyes? Yes. Oh, that's a classic. Yes, it's a classic. Okay, so my question was... Those who've been following Stephen for 20 years, <laughs> you'll know exactly what we're oh, talking that, about. Oh, that old photo? Um, okay, so I, I spend $0 on vision. You won't be surprised to know that my wife's eyes are not great, and she has, she has used all the vision money that we've ever had. My my question is how can I use how can I use vision money? Can I use it to to like buy reading glasses or something? I saw some cool reading glasses at the CVS the other day and I spent a little I spent a little time in front of the little mirror which are always too short for me by the way. So I have to do a weird squat tried on some glasses and thought, "Yeah, these are all right." And they do that thing where you they help your eyes from staring at a computer screen all day. So I thought I would look very studious with these. So could I buy those with vision? So you could certainly buy reading glasses at fsastore.com or with HSA money. Um, usually with vision insurance, it kind of works like other dental and healthcare where there's a copay. So they're paying for a percentage of the cost. Mm-hmm which means probably not worth it. Even if they would cover reading glasses, a lot of times those just aren't very expensive. Um, yeah. Boo. All right. But go for no. All right. Okay. Now we're getting close to, to my favorite part of this, which is the weird extra benefits that companies are offering. But okay. um, group life and disability insurance is the last one that a lot of people will see that is kind of a common one people opt into. Here's what my about- quick... What about STD? STD, my, my company offers STD. Did you accept an STD from Crossroads? Um, well, what they, the way the program works is that you get to try out an STD. And I think it's something like every six months, you could trade it in and get a different one. It's a weird process. You, they put you to sleep for a couple of hours. I never know what that is, but then you wake up and you, they say you have a new one. I'm glad that no ladies listen to this podcast because, man, totally too too blue. Um, in any case, uh, group insurance, long-term you, disability, you, life, yes. and short-term disability. or STD and LTD, short-term disability. So rule number one applies. Say yes to anything that's totally free. Yeah. A lot of employers will say, well, we're just going to throw in one or two times your salary of life insurance. Um, and often your employer will offer short-term or long-term or both disability policies. Now, with the life insurance, they usually say, would you like to buy more? Um, yeah. And the answer is almost always no, because you want to own your life insurance policy separate from your employer. Most of these companies and policies have a rule that say if you were to leave your job, you can trade that in for permanent insurance. But if you'll think back to our episodes on permanent insurance, it's just usually a whole lot more expensive and not the best option for you. And when you think about it this way, when might you need life insurance? Well, let's say you came down with a terminal illness Uh, and you weren't able to work anymore, it's better to have your policy owned and just be a flat 
term level premium policy that you own that goes with you. And if you left your job and then got sick, you wouldn't be able to get more insurance. So for all these reasons, we say don't buy your life insurance through your work. Okay. I see that mistake made often, even though it's, this is only five or six bucks per paycheck to get more insurance. Um, I much, much, much prefer to see people having their life insurance owned individually through an individual level term policy. Disability is suffers from some of the same problems when you own AD&D. it through work. AD&D? Uh, accidental death and dismemberment. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't really think those are worth a whole lot. STD? Uh, okay. LTD? I'm talking about long-term disability. So LTD? Short-term disability is is fine to have. Again, I would take it if they offer it for free. If you do what we ask you to do and put, put money aside in an emergency fund, you don't really need short-term disability to weather a short-term illness. Uh, so long-term disability, though, people use those policies a whole lot more than they die really young. Uh, so it's something most people don't realize, but disability insurance is really valuable but it's also really, really expensive. So Hmm. most people can't afford to go buy an individual disability insurance policy. And for those people, I say it's great if your employer will provide 60% of your salary so that if you got sick at work and couldn't work anymore, but didn't die, um, they will often, these policies will kick in and pay you and If you're unable to work until your retirement age, they'll pay you 60% of your income until retirement age. So usually disability is not an extra option, but if you're, you're looking through your open enrollments and it's something you can buy and it's relatively affordable and that's the only way for you to get a disability policy, um, I say go for it. What, what if, what if LTD and STD cost me $0? That's pretty common. And I would say just high five your employer and say, thanks for keeping me covered here. Okay. Thanks for this, the STD. Yeah. I was going to say slap them on the rear end, but usually, but not, not with my HR director. He wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay. Now, lastly, before we close up this one, I hope you guys found some value here. Um, the the benefits you may have skimmed over in the past and thought, well, I, I logged into this thing to make sure I've got health insurance and and dental coverage for next year and I'm done, so I'm out. A lot of bigger companies especially, but even some small companies, because a lot of times these benefits packages are bought as a package and they throw in extra stuff. They include some things that you might know or not know you have access to. And yeah. these are often free or included. So those types of things could be education assistance. Your employer might offer some program to reimburse you for education. And you might be surprised by what counts as education. So um, worth checking out if you're spending any money to improve your skill set in a given year. Does my employer do anything to reimburse me for this? Could I submit that? The next one is legal assistance. I don't think that this generally substitutes for going out and finding a quality lawyer when you have some real 
work that needs to be done, but a lot of companies offer legal advice uh, and uh, it could either be a hotline or it could be a firm that they've contracted with to provide basic legal assistance. And if you're dealing with a situation, it could be, hey, um, you know, I just got notified that I've inherited something, but I've got to navigate some legal hoops. What's that all about? Um, if that's you, you should check and see, does my employer offer me a chance to talk to a lawyer about this? I think this is a really good one for little things where you might be able to ask a question in 30 minutes and get an answer. It's not necessarily who you want to go to if you're thinking, I would like to uh, you know, sue the state of Ohio because I feel like I've got a grievance that, that they might be able to redress for me. Uh, the last one that I think is pretty common is adoption assistance. So a lot of businesses are interested in providing assistance if you want to adopt a child. And I think that's pretty awesome. So if you are thinking about adoption, number one, get schooled on all the tax benefits that are available to you. Uh, and number two, check and see if there's assistance programs through your company, because I think that, uh, that can be really valuable to somebody who's going to adopt. It's not cheap, sadly, to adopt a child in this country, whether you're doing domestic, foreign, whatever. Uh, it's very expensive. So those are what I'm seeing. Sometimes gym memberships are subsidized. Sometimes you have to submit to get that reimbursed. Um, that's another one. That's a good point, Stephen. We've seen that in some plans this year. and That's a delight that people should take advantage of. Yeah, absolutely. The one that I see a lot this year that I've never seen before that I, that I ridiculed at the opening of this podcast is pet insurance. I, is this something that you're aware of? No, I, I, I thought maybe you were saying it either as a joke or it's an extremely rare, weird thing. I probably reviewed 40 or 50 benefit packages in the month of October and I bet I saw pet insurance on 20 of them as an optional benefit you could purchase through your company. That, that is a referendum on the level of illness of American culture. That, that's, that's an STD that's hanging on to American culture that we value yeah. our, our, our stupid animals that much. Well, we have a dog who we have a <laughs> I know you don't value relationship that with that dog. Um, <laughs> he's not, he's not really a good guy, um, <laughs> but he is our dog. And <laughs> you feel responsible for him, but how much would you pay to ensure that his is the best life possible? Well, I'll tell you what last dog I had, was a coon hound that I bought in West Virginia and that dog cost us $300. He was, she was a champion bred coon hunting family dog. The person that I bought her from was very suspicious of why somebody would come in from Washington DC to buy a dog from her who wasn't even interested in hunting coon. Um, but eventually she sold it to us and the cost of that dog was the ultimate bargaining chip because every time the veterinarian said they wanted to, you know, 
put the dog under and clean her teeth or do some surgery. I said, well, the dog is $300 and she's like 50% depreciated. So if it's over $150, my answer is no, I'll take a new dog. Um, That's when negotiating happened. They'd say, okay, we'll do it for 40 bucks. They look at you like a horrible person and you have, that's the moment. That's the moment when you have to hold your ground. Yeah. Just stare at them. They go, oh my goodness, he's serious. And well, we can do it for 200. And I think, okay, 200 will keep my wife happy that I didn't kill the dog today. Um, Now, we have a little different conundrum these days because we have a doodle, like I'd say 95% of the people listening probably have something mixed with a poodle. Um, Something, Something oodle. Yeah, and I will say it's nice to have no dog hair in my house, but uh, the doodles aren't as cheap as the coonhounds. And so I don't know what happens when they tell me he needs a $500 surgery. Um, I guess I'll have to cross that bridge when I come, but I'm not buying insurance for the dang thing because that just ensures that he will be he will be sold multiple expensive surgeries over the years. And I just yeah, think that's, that's right. That's not what I want. That's right. So did we cover all the benefits? Boy, I think we did. It's, it's open enrollment season here and I think we're prepared for it now. Yeah. We're going to sit in a, we're going to get some snacks and some hand warmers and go up in the open enrollment blind and just wait for the uh, enrollments to come by. And Walk by right in front of our scope. And then pow. Excited. Pet insurance. Yep. I got your pet insurance. Yeah. I have a, I have a, you know, some woods right behind my house and I throw cracked corn down for them, which I buy at the feed store. And then they, I've got uh I've got a handful of deer that are just hanging out by the old tree house right now. And I don't want to buy insurance for them. I want to buy a tag to put on their antler as I take the only processing plant. The only way to, to really get you a city deer is to wrestle it down with a Bowie knife in your hand. Cause you can't, although I have shot a gun behind your house in the recent past it's frowned upon within city limits. Yeah, but you put that tag on it and nobody knows where it came from. Okay, just to, to let all of our listeners know, we are not advocating for poaching at the no, Abraham's Wallet podcast. That's wrong and immoral. Steven is being silly. That's right. <laughs> all right, everybody. Um, I, I think that's the end of the uh, of the uh, review. I don't think we're gonna uh, miss miss uh, apply any other scriptures for the day, and uh, everyone be be shrewd about the benefits that come your way through your job. It's part of your responsibilities to watch over these things. That's right, and we are going to cover some fun stuff in the next couple of weeks. But I wanted to give you guys a little old fashioned Abraham's Wallet financial talk this week and we're going to get to holidays in the next couple of weeks and how should we think about celebrations of holidays like Christmas and Easter. Lovely. Lovely. And we're going to cover some listener questions. So it's not too late if you're listening and you want to get in on that action. You can always email us mark at abrahamswallet.com and we might cover your question right here on the Abraham's Wallet podcast. Lovely. All right, it's over. Thanks for listening. I'm Stephen for Abraham's Wallet. And I'm Mark. We'll 
catch you guys next week.